Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 9th of December 2020. This is The Gap, episode 546. I'm Luke Laurie. Joe Gorey is not here this week. He's on He's on uh, on break. We've sent him away um, before he gets ramped up on Cyberpunk. But that's okay, because in his place, we have a, a good friend of ours we've known for a, a very long time. Uh, we like to call him Kleb. Is that... Well, Klebo, I guess, is a is one of Job's nicknames he's got for you. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's me, long-time uh, listener, first-time caller. Yeah, right. Uh, you've actually um, you've been writing about games for a, a while now, and I think the two of us together have done a few trips. We've done a, a couple of PAXs together, but um, I, we've also done a couple of E3s. I feel like maybe two. We did E3, E3? one year, I think. One. Yeah, once they I thought there was ones, Yeah, there was one recently, but I thought there was one before that, maybe. No? I've been twice, but I think I've only seen you once. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Well, we've we've been <laughs> around each other. So. Yeah. Um uh you write for a, a website called gamer.no. Is it gamer.no or is it gamer.no? No. Or but how do you pronounce it? Because it's a Norwegian website, right? Gamer.no. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Yeah, that I was sort of close with that second one. I feel like. <laughs> um, it was. I have a question for you. What then. you did on the uh, podcast the other day, anyway. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> when when you write for um, a site like that, when when you're preparing, do you? Because um, like when I'm I'm drafting up uh, an article or something that I'm writing, I usually jot down like. Um, things that i want to talk about sort of like a structure and then i go in and fill in what i'm going to write uh and yep. i guess everybody has their own type of style some people just will jot down a thousand words and just start from point a and just go all the way through when, when you do that sort of when you do writings or reviews do you do notes in english and then like translate them or do you do everything in like, norwegian? just everything like, in norwegian yeah you right, know, just from start okay. to finish. I, I tend to play the games um, with Norwegian like text as much as possible as well, because mm. um, we, we're a bit heavy on um, on having, uh, I guess, the Norwegian f- words translations as much as possible. So, um, um, yeah, that's how I go. Yeah, is that pretty common to have games with uh, either? Is it subtitles or do you get? audio sometimes as well is that or is it more subtitles generally subtitled if anything um if a game has norwegian audio it's generally been made in norway and even then sometimes not because you know there's there's only like five million of us so if you want to reach out to any sort of um i guess more people then Mm. uh, you got to go english did you play um assassin's creed valhalla at all i've not touched it yet okay because that that generally, I've I've played Assassin's Creed games in Italian before, back when they were doing like that sort of era, yeah, yeah. and then you had the subtitles on there. Um, I think I played like one of them that way, but I'm wondering if if they actually went the full like voice acting for that game. No, definitely did not. That's that's disappointing. Just, just, just went with the classic uh, Scandinavian <laughs> accents, right. How, are they good? Are they um. Oh look, you know they've they've got like Danish and some Norwegian voice actors in there, so mm. um I guess that's how you're going to get that accent. And yeah, nailing it. right. 
the um because the, the main at least the main male character he's from some like Viking. He's from Denmark. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. TV shows, right? So he's probably got it down pretty well. Cool. Um. So yes. you've been writing for how long now? Exactly. Uh six going on seven years. Right, but, but you're based in um in in Australia in, in Brisbane at this point. Yes, that's that is correct. I've been here for almost eleven years now. Awesome. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so that's a bit of, of background background about you. Um, we might uh, appreciate you actually filling in for Job. He was the first one on 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 the list. We had a list, uh, like a battle royale oh, list of who we wanted <laughs> to to get on here, and uh, you made the cut. And you were actually the first person we asked as well, which was um, oh, sweet. which was yeah, which is good. Yeah, um, exciting. So we might just get straight into it this week because we've got a um, a few things to talk about, not a whole lot. I guess the one thing that people are probably the most excited to hear us talk about is Cyberpunk 2077. And yeah. we probably, <laughs> well, I, we won't be. Not probably, we won't be. Because um, we don't uh, know. the Gap didn't get any code. You didn't get code. I, your, your site did a review though. Didn't they? Uh, yes, yes. So one of um, my colleagues nabbed that one before I could uh, get my hands on it. Right. Was there a... Um, how does that t- determine? Is there a, like a... You put your hand oh, up? Generally, is there like a raffle? Or like... Is there a, a battle well, royale in Quake or something? Or what's the, what's the deal? Uh, well, editor just um, says, you know, who wants this? And then everyone puts their hands up and he picks one. So okay. we got um, our guy who reviews um cyberpunk like he's not he's just done like a review in progress so far and uh yeah he's the same guy who gave um breath of the wild a six out of ten so uh we'll see how we go interesting (laughs) fair enough um yeah so we we don't have our codes yet they've they've basically given them to very select outlets at this point and um, uh, not a lot of codes. I've I've heard of a couple now at this stage that have gotten two codes, but uh, a lot of them are saying like that they were struggling to even get one at this point, um, which is kind of weird. I didn't think it was going to go this way, especially for a game like this. And at this point, yeah. it's kind of you see why you kind of see why exactly they're doing it this way, right? They're holding out for that day one patch, hey yeah yeah exactly right um they're also not delivering any console codes it's all purely on pc at this point um codes were sent out last so we're recording on uh wednesday australia time they've been out for about a week yeah a week now um it looks like on monday that was sent out the 30th of november and um that's i mean that's okay lead time um you look at a publisher like Sony, right? And they do pretty good in their lead times. They're generally yes. three weeks sometimes, maybe a little bit longer, especially with big titles like The Last of Us or God of War. They've done a lot of lead time. They've done a sort of like a week embargo beforehand. Um, and yeah, they, they generally do a pretty good job. And uh, this this one is weird because obviously the select nature of who's getting codes um, like Job's been basically chasing up our code um, for the podcast for yep. 
months, basically since September when we were supposed to be getting them. Um, that's when we were told. And then the game obviously got delayed and all this stuff happens. Uh, and he's basically being told time and time again, early December. Uh, we're now yeah. 24 hours away from launch. Uh, Job does not have a code yet for this game. <laughs> so that's the point. That's where we're at. Like, and they're still saying, yeah, early December. Um, and I, yeah. I wholeheartedly sort of agree with you that um, they absolutely, they know what they're doing. They are trying to get the least amount of copies out there as possible to try and uh, sort of do damage control. Uh, because at this point, we know there's a lot of bugs. Um, yeah. We talked about it last week, right? This whole this whole reasoning behind them not wanting videos to come out of the game and they were going to be like, hey, uh, don't post any videos before launch day. We're not going to um, allow them to stay up because of spoilers. But then you read that today and you're like maybe that's not the reason why maybe it's because of all the bugs going around yeah um yeah man it's it's a yeah, weird one right like a lot of um youtubers have got review copies but they're not allowed to actually put up any of their stuff unless yeah. they use b-roll given directly from the publisher so uh yeah yeah there's definitely something going on there b-roll footage if people aren't really sure what that is it's kind of like footage that they've given you um and it would generally be of somebody else playing. It could be trailer footage or um, it, it's usually someone else playing and it's stuff that they've kind of put together. And, and it's used a lot in like preview settings, but you don't really hear about that like as a embargo or an NDA detail in a review. That's kind of yeah. unheard of. It's it's And it's a bad sign. It's not good. Um, I'd, I'd heard that the game was buggy um beforehand and yeah i didn't know it was like occasionally you'll talk to somebody who's playing a, an early access game or, or, or a game for review and they'll be like yeah i ran into a couple bugs and you're like yeah cool and then somebody else has played it and they have not seen any of that stuff but this is like yeah. consistent across the board everybody's having big issues with this game um yes. and so it kind of makes you wonder what is this game going to look like on launch um which is very soon the cd project has basically said like the uh the the day i think they're calling it day zero patch um is not actually what the reviewers are playing like the actual patch they'll be getting it will be fixing a lot of those problems but yeah i don't think it's going to fix all of the ones that people are running into right no definitely not hmm. you know um, you'd hopefully hopefully see it fix like the major crashes and all that but um you know things like characters t posing in cutscenes. um We'll see. Yeah. I've seen some pictures floating around um, behind closed doors, but like, because <laughs> obviously people aren't allowed to post them at this point. But yeah, it, it's so weird that you've got YouTubers and content creators that have this game and they can't put their content up because that's just the embargo details for this. It's, it's really strange. Uh, I think it's honestly one of the worst sort of handled uh, review sort of NDA embargoes that I've seen in a long time especially on top of all the delays as well yeah yeah and then you come up to that right and you you think about it and it's like maybe this game shouldn't have come out anyway at this point maybe it should have been delayed more yeah well probably definitely like you can say that about every game right but um at at this point they've just had to get it out yeah yeah exactly it's at a point um where it's too late 
right? I think yeah, it was too late when they started gold. manufacturing the discs at that point. Yeah, that's um, right. And so for them to even delay it to like, imagine this game two weeks ago, what it, would, what it looked like before those updates were the ones the reviewers are playing would have been even in a worse state. Um, but I feel like they could have maybe pushed this back to February or something like that. It's so weird to me that they wanted to get this out for the end of the year, because even if you look at stuff like the game awards or game of the year awards in general, it's kind of too late at that point. Like, yeah. I don't know about I mean, you guys. They've already missed out about, missed out on the game awards right they yeah the game awards the the game awards um were originally because i'm part of the um uh, a jury panel i guess if you want to call it the voting process the the original cutoff date for the game awards had been shifted this year to cater cyberpunk on that original launch date of uh was it november something uh november 19th 19 um, yeah yeah that that was i think the cutoff date was like the 15th um but cyberpunk had been given like extra leeway and yep. then once that kind of disappeared once it got delayed um it was out of game awards and even at this point where it's coming out on the 10th that's kind of pretty late because a lot of sites are already starting to work on their their uh their feature content a lot of people won't have a chance to play it because you're talking about there's three weeks left at the end of the year yeah <laughs> and so i mean for the sites that do their game their game of the year awards at like a later period of next year like next year january february that's okay but a lot of sites tend to do them at the end of the year and at this point it's probably too late for it yeah definitely we're doing our um we're, we're getting together to discuss you know awards for the year uh i think on friday mm. so um yeah that it, it will have been out for 24 hours you know it's it's too late yeah and then um, you get a discussion about you know what about next year then you know how many people obviously it's a huge game people are gonna you know it's gonna be part of the conversation but when you're yeah. waiting a full year to to get into next year's um awards that's yeah. a long time yeah exactly it's it's a long time um and people's memories get a little bit hazy and fuzzy and then you start to think about yeah it was a good game but the things that sort of um because obviously it's it's reviewed extremely well cyberpunk has reviewed uh it's above 90 on metacritic at the moment it started off about 93 i think it's down to about 91 it'll probably stick around about 90 91 is kind of where i think it'll land um yep. but i think the big focus of the conversation the last two or three days has been all the bugs around it and then all of the other issues that are sort of surrounding it whether it's the the uh the, the trans issues that, it, that have been going on or even the one today with the um the epileptic stuff right and and how that's yeah sort of made its way into the game um yeah it's it's kind of it, it's they, they put themselves in a weird spot because they uh they kind of they've sort of kicked off with this bad sort of mojo behind them and people are very anti-cd project red at the moment it's it's uh it's yeah not a good look for them at all no definitely not and then you get the i guess the talk about crunch is always going to be a thing crunch, um, yeah with, with them having gone out previously and said that we're not we don't do that we're not that type of studio um and then all the all the reports about crunch happening for months and months anyway um, yeah, like you said, just just a bit of a bad start for them. 
Hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm still very excited to, to play it, obviously, when we do, if we get copy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, at this point, like, Nate was messaging me, being like, I'm buying it. I'm preloading at this point. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we are we're literally 24 hours, 25 hours away from uh, this launching. And so hopefully we can yeah, get uh, Job and I. Yeah, Job and I are hoping to get a decent chunk in. Well, at least I am. I think Job's uh, Job's going to be away for a couple more days, um, so I don't know what he's going to be doing. But I'm still I'm still keen to to see what that one is uh, is all about. But uh, until then, anything else you want to kind of want to say about Cyberpunk at all? What we're talking about? No. Um, you know, I'll I'll play it. I think at this point, if if it had come out early in in the year, I probably would have. Um, been more keen to just jump straight in and play through the whole thing at this point i'm sort of like may as well wait for christmas break um the the rush isn't um as as big i guess right so, uh, yeah I'll, I'll get that. um did you i can't remember did you ever get into the the preview session at e3 that year no you didn't make it. i did not no, no. so um, i remember we tried we, to yeah we sent two people uh and so my uh the colleague i was there with he got in because um, we could only only put one, and then I think you were saying that you know you could just line up and they might let you in anyway. But at that point, yeah. I think everyone had figured that out. So when I went up <laughs> uh, to to whatever room they were in, it the line was you know out the door. So yeah, um, yeah, that's unfortunate. Anyway, <sighs> yeah, that kind of sucks. Oh, I wish we could be talking about it a bit more this week, but that's all right. We'll have to um. To wait until everybody else gets it but until then um might talk about uh kick things off with demon souls the playstation 5 game um you you did a review for this one i think um we I were did. kind of talking about it while we were all playing it so you me and job um you're you're a big from software fan yes definitely um dark souls one is probably still the the top one um, followed by Bloodborne. Bloodborne's the only one I've finished multiple times at this point, but uh, but yeah, love the games. Probably yeah. enjoyed Demon Souls more so than you guys. I think on account of having played it before, right? Um, so I knew more what to expect, and that you know, uh, you mentioned about how they from softed, you know, they're building every time for every game they put out, uh, making it slightly better or tweaking some things. Um, and Demon Souls was definitely the uh, the guinea pig, if you will. Um, but because I'd played it before, I knew what to expect, and uh, so I think that sort of uh, gave me not an advantage, but you know, uh, I was able to enjoy it more. I think. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, that that's fair enough. I mean, like everybody kind of comes it. At a different angle um i think the way that joe and i kind of approached it was this um sort of time capsule of looking at a game that was released years and years ago that had been improved upon like you said kind of building all these extra yeah. layers on top of it um whereas and then wanting to talk about it critically like hey obviously this is an old game they've done a fantastic job about it but at the same time, if you want to play a From Software game that is, um, that is like showing you how K 
capable they've sort of become over the last couple of years that this probably isn't the one like it's good yeah it's a good um like historical sort of look at it but it's not the best game right it's not the showcase yeah and and job and i've said this a couple times like that could be the same case for going back and playing demon soul or dark souls like i've i've played dark souls in the last couple of years and i didn't enjoy that as much either but um so yes absolutely like it's a fantastic game as a remaster but if you want to analyze a little bit further um there's, yeah. there's issues there right um yeah and i think there's nothing wrong with pointing that out no i think what i said in my review was that um just as a as a remake or remaster if you will um it's a 10 out of 10 like hmm. blue point have knocked it out the park unbelievable yeah. you know um it looks amazing um but as as a game experience uh with the knowledge that you have from having played dark souls one through three um it, it doesn't hold up as well obviously so uh yeah yeah um the other sort of thing i sort of uh related to was like tony hawk's pro skater one plus two even though yep. that is an old old game i think the gameplay still holds up but they also went in and made the gameplay better like they've made it so that um it's it feels up to date like it doesn't yep. feel as dated i'm not saying demon souls feels out of date but they've they've sort of built upon what from software did and kept that in in there like there's not really a lot of fixing things like there's smoother animations and that sort of stuff some quality of life yeah. changes but it's not like they've gone in and fixed weird nuances the things that, that were broken game, back like, then are still broken now sure yeah <laughs> yeah and and then you can look at a game like um what was i thinking of like command and conquer that uh remastered one that they did the collection it was like one and one and red alert i think it was red alert yeah, yeah, yeah. and um like joe and i were like that that game is amazing like it looks looks so good but then you've got the problems with like it feels like an old game right you've got ai issues with the way it controls and that sort of thing like absolutely it's a fun game to go jump in and play i played a ton of it it's it's really good time but you can see like all right we, we've gotten to a point where games have evolved and they've um you know, yeah they've, right. they've come a long way like command and conquer back in the day like a fucking nine ten out of ten game right <laughs> But today's standards, like that, that game's probably. I'd probably go the same thing, right? Like probably like a seven or something like that. I'm not saying it's a bad yep. game. Again, seven's not a bad score. Literally, it's a good score. <laughs> that's what, that's what GameSpot gave Cyberpunk, don't, and they're getting shit the on. Comments. <laughs> yeah, don't don't read the comments. Fucking hell, gamers, man. Anyway, um, is is there anything about Demon Souls that um, because you've you've finished it? Did you, you started a second? or is it a third playthrough at this point uh second so i finished um obviously for my review and then uh i think job said either last week or the week before we sort of had a a running battle going about who could get the more trophies um and then my game broke mm. so i was i couldn't or the ps5 broke whatever but i couldn't download the latest update which locked me out of online right and so I had to download the whole thing again, apparently, if I wanted to wanted to fix it. And I just thought, look, at this point, I've played through the game one and a half times. I've, I've sort of had enough. Um, mm. And then Joe brought it up game. on the podcast. <laughs> Joe brought it up on the podcast and said how he won the contest then. 
on account of me, you know, forfeiting, I guess. Um, and so I just, I went through and downloaded it again. And uh, now I've got, got those last few trophies that he doesn't have, I'm pretty sure. He doesn't share his um, trophies publicly, so, mm. but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've got him. Yeah. I think that's because we get NDA sometimes that are like, you need to disable all of this in your list. Yeah. Like you can't show what games you're playing or trophies or things like that. And so uh-huh. I think he's probably just gone to the point where he leaves it off. I think I've got stuff that is on my account that has just been left like off. Uh, I don't even know at that point. I don't. Yeah, like, like you can turn off every game individually and so nitpicky, man. Publishers sometimes like, who cares? Who the fuck yeah. cares what you're playing? Who's so, going through your profile? yeah yeah uh it's it's so strange i think it's the the nature of some games like being able to see trophies really early they like to make that a thing and then also some games also do like the this is where this person is right now or like um i've seen that on like steam games for instance like monster train if job's on like level four it'll tell you on your friends list like what he's doing and so that yeah, can be yeah, something yeah. that like gives information to to players about what's going on but it man it's just so who cares nobody cares about that stuff it's so dumb <laughs> um they make such a big deal out of it anyway um how, how's the playstation experience going for you other than the not being able to download stuff probably yeah yeah it's still um I, i've sort of put it away for a bit um so i played Demon Souls, I did Astro's Playroom, I did uh, Bug Snacks, um, yep. and then I think Shadowlands hit, and so uh, that's sort of just been taking up most of my time. Uh, so I haven't really used the PS5 since then, but I think once you get past that, um, you know, new tech smell, it's it's just like any console really. And um, if anything, I've kind of gotten more annoyed with like the uh, the UI and and the menu right. system and all that it's it's just a bit finicky trying to like if you want access to your friends list if you want them you know screenshots that you've taken um i, I tend to take longer rem- trying to remember where everything is as opposed to the ps4 or everything i don't know seemed a bit more intuitive yeah yeah absolutely um did you end up getting a xbox i did not no no um so I, I probably would have um, but by the time I tried, they were sold out, and um, and then I figured I've got a PC, so I can I can pretty much play everything on here anyway. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's move on then. We've got a bunch of other games here. Might kick off with Call of Duty Warzone, which you've been playing uh, still. Yes, still, still having fun with it. Still enjoying it. Um, you know, it's it's the best BR out there. In my opinion, um, what happened to Apex? So like, uh, it it's so weird jumping back into that game. You know, I had all, slow, all the right? great memories. It's so slow, and I think going from PUBG to Apex back in the day, Apex was super fast. You know, you're sliding around all over the map and and all that. But coming back to it from Warzone is is it's like you're running through honey molasses whatever you want to call it it's so slow (laughs) mud that's a good one um so i i've jumped back into apex a couple of times since i guess warzone hit earlier in the year and it's just not it's not grabbing me anymore Mm. 
I think I think this is an awesome game, but yeah, Warzone has definitely uh, taken us a lot. Like it's it's uh it's a great mix between sort of like what PUBG was doing with the military style shooting. Um, it's yeah. obviously not as strategic or tactical there's obviously some strategy there but it's not like you these like long drawn out fights where people are hiding behind trees and stuff like that it's pretty like run and gun like pushing people and, and yeah. that sort of thing um so the pace of it is just a lot uh, a lot quicker I, th- I think it took you a little bit longer to jump into it than um some of the other yeah games. definitely i wasn't but, i wasn't right there um at the start I think I played mm. played like the first week and then I thought, yeah, you know, it's just another BR. But, um, you know, you guys obviously kept playing and I, I jumped in some more and, and yeah, just, just really loving it. Yeah. Still. But you, you um, play a lot with the uh, the other crew, right? There's like two crews that sort of... <laughs> yeah, the, the infamous third person crew. <laughs> uh, they, they're still going strong with it. Um, whereas I think I think the Gap Boys have sort of uh, slowed down a bit with review season. Um, yeah, sort of taken everyone. Yeah, yeah. So we um, played a fair bit on the weekend. Um, first time I jumped in 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 a few weeks, uh, and yeah, had had a couple back to back wins. Uh, we had one great smashing win. We started out in port. We we tend to drop port. For some reason, it's it's just the place that we go. It's one of the worst Fair places enough. on the map to start. But um, oh, other than prison, you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get on board with prison, Luke. It's so bad. Um, it's so fucking bad. So, <laughs> so we dropped, um, dropped port, fought off. I think there were two other teams that landed there. We fought them off. That sounds hot. Um, like prisons usually nobody. <laughs> yeah, you get lucky there's a team there. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, port port is hit and miss. Sometimes there's there's nothing, and we weren't really expecting it to be hot this time because it was just on the edge of the zone. Um, and by the time we had uh, fought off the first few teams, called in our loadout, the circle had hard shifted to the the west side of the map, and and it's sort of just um, we're running with it. We thought you know for a moment that it was gonna because such a hard shift and moving so quickly the circle thought that was going to be it for us but um we plugged straight through downtown um the the worst part of the map to run through i guess Mm. um because so many buildings so many places to get shot from but uh i guess everyone else was also running in with us so we killed another couple of teams on the way in uh ran past train station uh got in another couple of fights and then we ended up uh it just kept shifting west the circle so we ended up past um storage town sort of west of uh, airport right and and um yeah there were still like six teams by the time we got there we had um we got downed a couple of times but we were able to buy back because just lucky enough to have have buy zones um in the right spots we fought it out in the hills um got some some nice snipes uh, running out of ammo, it was, yeah, dire straits, but uh, we won the game. I think we ended up with um, 29 kills in a trios game. So, uh, yeah, it was a it was a great game. Hmm. Exciting. Um, have they... they they've been doing stuff with... Because I still watch... I still read the um, the Reddit thread. It, something's going on with the Juggernauts at the moment. Is that a uh, bug or... Have... 
Yeah, it's definitely bugs. So, you know, they introduced this thing where you can, um, like, if you have the codes for the thing and you unlock a special area, you can open it up and there's always a juggernaut inside. Right. Um, so, you know, in the main battle royale, which it probably shouldn't be one juggernaut in there to begin with, but, but you know, that's what they decided. And at the start of the whole thing, you know, it was like a only a few people knew about it and all of that, whereas now everyone knows and everyone has access to the codes and all that. So there's always... Every, every single game has a juggernaut. Um, and then some people worked out how to dupe the item that you use to call in uh, the jug. So now you've got teams of four, all juggernauts, just driving around the map, destroying everyone. Um, mm. I've not come across that personally. Uh, there's always always the one jug, but um, I've not seen multiple yet. So hoping hoping they get that fixed, which should happen with this um, update that's coming next week, I think. I think there's like one rolling out... Um at the moment, maybe I thought I saw something. already like a hot fix. Yeah, obviously they've pushed back this. Um, what are they calling it? I don't even know. Like season one? Are they going back to season one? Like yeah. Call of Duty, Black Ops, Warzone? I don't know what what are they calling at this point. Slash Modern Warfare. Yeah, I think it's season one. Yeah, chapter two, season one. Maybe go the yeah. Fortnite route. Um, so so yeah, basically they're combining uh, Black Ops, Cold War, and and Modern Warfare. Warzone into the they're updating and they're bringing it out um so that means we'll see a bunch of new weapons coming to the game it, it looks like there's maybe a new map or something happening there uh I, i'm not really sure about I that one this think, is the alcatraz thing yeah the alcatraz thing from what i gathered it's like a separate map altogether like based yeah. on the um, on the like blackout thing yeah like the they had the the alcatraz um part of the map there and there's like a, yeah mini rail like you're saying so yeah um, i guess a separate mode entirely right um so that'll be curious to see what they do with that and, and sort of what happens with the existing map like are they going to just keep it or is there going to be some updates it'll um yeah next i think it's next tuesday somewhere around about then yeah tuesday, 16th Wednesday. i think yeah yeah um so another Another big change. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to jump in and, and check that one out. But uh, still, I'm sure you'll be seeing uh, Call of Duty Warzone on a lot of Game of the Year lists this year because um, yes. I've, I've seen it. Like a lot of people are really into this game. Um, so it's not it's not surprising. It's kind of like the, the big battle royale of the moment. It's stuck around. Like, they've, they've done a good job over the last, yeah. um, you know, sort of like eight months, nine months. And if they can continue just, that, if they can transition from modern warfare to to Black Ops Cold War, then if that works, and then, then cool. This is kind of like their formula. They'll have it set, um, and they won't yeah. won't have to go back to that fucking Black Ops Four <laughs> sort of system where they had Black Ops Four battle royale, and then they've got modern warfare battle royale. Like this is like its own standalone product now. It should be yeah, it should be it'll great. Keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else to add about Warzone? Um, no, I guess um, obviously it'll be interesting to see what what adding um, Black Ops Cold War weapons to the experience is going to do. I still haven't played any of that multiplayer 
um, from, from the new games when you when you start having to level up those weapons um, that could be could be interesting certainly finding you know weapons that you're not used to or that we're not used to on the ground is going to be um, going to make for some interesting starts of rounds I think hmm. yeah absolutely um, alright let's keep moving on here let's kick off with uh, Warzone no we did that one Worms Rumble. <laughs> I was going to say Warzone Rumble. Yeah. But it's well, a new Worms it's, game. It's, it's much the same. It's uh, they've, they've gone the old Battle Royale route. Um, so obviously everyone knows Worms. It's uh, it's a um, you know turn-based game where you're little worms running around shooting each other. Um, and this one was free for PS Plus this month on, on the PS5 or PS4. Um, have, have you played it at all? No, uh, I'm, I'm going to add it to my list, my yep. download list. <laughs> um, so it's, it's not great. I oh, found, um, my list. and <laughs> I think, you know, the old, old type worms had its charm. Um, you know, the, the little worms and the stuff they the say, and, you know, all the, yeah. Yeah. And you had the, um, the holy hand grenade and the sheep flying sheep that blow up and all that you know it's a fun little um little game but uh so what they've done is they've gone real time with it so you're you're controlling one worm and you're running around 2d maps still um sort of side scrolly ones and every every player i think up to 32 they're running um every worm is controlled by one player and everyone's just running around picking up weapons shooting each other um, so there's a deathmatch mode that you sort of start out with and then um, they recommend like once you hit level five you can do the the squad based last squad standing and then level 10 um, you're you're ready for last worm standing which is just a, like a solo br um, so you you drop in you just hunt for weapons basically you start out with like a um, just a normal pea shooter pistol that, that does nothing and so you're you're desperately um in need of an upgrade for weapons straight up and same as any br uh some people will spawn on top of you know the best gun in the game and other people will find a baseball bat um so i, I had a few of the um last worm standing games where uh like you pick where on the map you want to spawn mm. and then um It'll have, I think, up to four players per sort of starting zone. Um, and, and yeah, I had a few games where I spawned in and there's no guns in sight. And then I can see on the level above me, there's, you know, people coming, running in with, you know, the bazookas and, and all sorts of things. And I know that I'm, I'm just dead. And, and that's my, uh, my game done. There's no respawning in the Battle Royale. Um, you can... Mm. In the team one, you can get revived if you're downed, but once you're dead, you're dead, um, which yep. is, I think, a cardinal sin for any battle royale. Um, these days, you need you need to have that respawn feature uh, just yeah, to just to keep people PUBG. hanging on. Yeah. <laughs> PUBG doesn't need anything; doesn't want to be popular. Um, so yeah, played a couple of games. I got one win in the um, the squad based version. Uh, it, it's like squads of three. But for some reason, I ended up in a in a game where it was just squads of two. I, 
Right. Don't know. Maybe maybe it's just random how it does that. But um, yeah, squads are two um, paired up with this other random person, and we uh, we won it. Had a couple of kills each, and uh, now I can I can move on. I don't have to keep playing it. Hmm. Um. And so this is a third. Is it a third person? Like how? Yeah, what, so what sort of like, perspective is it? So it's 2D from the side, so everything controls like the same as the old Worms game. So you're seeing, you know, the the sort oh, of side scrolly okay. world, seeing it from 2D from the side, and uh, you're just running left and right, jumping up and down, um, the zip lines and stuff for you to sort of traverse the level. But right, um, ev- everything's the same except for the fact that it's real time. So everyone's running around at the same time. Um, cool. Is is there? You talked about like going and getting uh, weapons. Is there uh, ways to upgrade those weapons, or like different tiers? Or is it purely just whatever you no, find? No, it's, it's whatever you find. Um, so there will be guns just lying around, and then there's also boxes um, that that has random loot. Uh, some of the boxes, I think there's like a tiered system there with the boxes, like some. Uh, tiny and green and they'll have one weapon and a grenade maybe and then other bigger boxes have more guns and so you can carry two guns at a time uh a grenade type um and like a a movement traversal one Mm. so there's a there's a jetpack and there's a um, uh, like a grappling hook type thing um and and yeah you just running around trying to find the best thing uh there's there's some ammo um you have to keep track of your ammo obviously when you kill people you can take their guns and ammo um and yeah right it's um yeah it's kind of strange that because obviously you said it's a playstation plus game but it's also it's not a free-to-play game like you can go play it on um other platforms but you've got to pay for it and i think that is I don't know. Like we're at a point now where you can't, you kind of can't do that, right? Because you've got PUBG kind of came out and was the launching platform for battle royale, yep. and they they obviously could charge. But we're at a place now where Fortnite is free to play, and it's one of the biggest games. You have got Apex free to play. It's massive. Call of Duty Warzone yep. is free to play. That's like that's what you're going up against when you when you go like this battle battle royale style go game, and I think worms is maybe a little bit different because they've got that it's not really the same like third person or first person battle rail it's more of this like classic worm style game and so maybe they can get away with it doing it that that way i don't know ah, maybe i don't know you saw i think rocket arena is probably the uh the example you got to look to you know they yeah. launched it wasn't free no one played it dead after what a week a day um, I think, yeah, I think it came out this, um, in July or August and it's already free this month for PlayStation Plus, um, subscribers. So yeah, I mm. think you can tell how, how that game went trying to, um, not just give it away. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll have to, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. I don't think it's one I'm going to go straight after, but I wasn't always like a huge Worms fan. Um, just never really appealed to me as much. Like, I have fun playing it, but it's kind of thing where I'd, yeah. I'd play a couple of games. Like, yeah, this is this is all right. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> Growing up, 
um, obviously the uh, the multiplayer aspect of it um, was pretty good. Just uh, yeah, and and because it's turn based as well, everyone can just sort of sit at the same computer. We used to have um, just bring a couple friends around, and everyone just takes turns using the keyboard. Um, like back in the day, and uh, yeah, it was good for that, but it, it doesn't really have any sort of staying power. Any of the games, I don't think. Right. Um, I guess for me, I grew up with uh, like the cannon fodder style games, and uh, um, oh man, what was the other one? Like where you'd have really old school with, with tanks and like shooting tanks. Um, I can't even remember it, but very much like a worm style game, but super super like Atari <laughs> style days yeah. back then. Um, so maybe that's just why it never really. Uh, appealed to me because I, I kind of played a bunch of them already um anyway all right so that's worms rumble it's available now on uh you can get on steam or on console particularly playstation plus if you've got that check it out um let's quickly talk about immortals phoenix rising um have you played any of this at all yet or seen no it? i've not i've not oh. i've seen you play a fair bit so uh take yeah. it away it's it's been my uh go-to game for like the last week Joe and I talked about it on the last episode and we're pretty surprised at what this game was kind of doing um it's not like doing anything new or special it's kind of just a fun fun little game to play and that's kind of how I've been treating it I'll jump in for an hour and a half every once in a while and just smash out a couple of um levels run around and clear clear a few things and and uh yeah having a good time with it so probably put in about another 12 hours over the last week and uh it's a very zelda-esque sort of just run around and just clear out as much as you can there's no real as far as i'm aware sense of like you shouldn't be in this area like this stuff is too high level for you um yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of my maybe one criticism of it is that i feel like i'm at a point now where i'm just belting everything uh <laughs> after i got past the first initial area that job and i both went to i got some unlocks um and you, you level up your weapons as sort of a, a melee ability which you use your sword and then a heavy attack which is your axe uh, and then a bow and arrow which i don't use at all because i think it's terrible but you use your axe to stun basically add stun to them um, and once they fill up their stun bar it staggers them and they they fall over for a certain amount of time and you do a bunch of damage that's when you hit them with your your sword melee attack and uh yep. i unlocked some special abilities that that um does a bunch of damage but also one that like basically does a crap load of stun damage and so i can fire that off twice in the span of like five seconds and just stun everything sometimes like if it's a a, a normal unit it's dead it's gone like see you later if it's but if it's something a little bit bigger which generally in most fights there'll be like one or two of those in there um i'll do that double stun and then that thing has fallen over and it's it's basically just me wailing on it for a couple of seconds and so the combat as much as i enjoy it it's gotten a pretty it's gotten pretty easy um yeah because there are fights in there where you come across something and it's a big boss fight and they've got the, you know, they've got tells and sort of different move sets, and you'll try and figure out, all right, do I try and parry here or do I dodge out of the way because it's not something I can block or like where are my openings? And 
these fights have just gotten to the point where I'll just wait for an opening and just hit that stun and uh, that's it. Like I do that three times and the boss is dead. So everything has become so trivial to the point where the combat isn't even harder anymore. Like it's so easy. Yeah, so there's, and, there's nothing that's I, like immune to the uh, the stun effect, so No. No, no everything right. is just taken taking stuns and just dying. Uh, so it, it's just because this is something I brought up last week. Like, like I wasn't sure how the sort of level scaling was going to affect it because it's not really, you're not leveling. You're kind of just getting points and then putting them into uh, different abilities or different upgrades and or, or leveling up your um, your weapons and that sort of stuff, uh, potions. But it's not like you're level one and now you're level two. It's just sticking points wherever you want. So that whole nature of being able to sort of explore anywhere in the map um that's i think maybe something that could have been addressed a little bit better because uh yeah everything is just dying so easily now uh it's yeah. just not even it's not hard like it, i'll see a boss meter come out i'm like all right where's this thing like just go fuck <laughs> it up um there was one fight and i think i think i might have got footage of it but this boss fight i ran into this boss and i killed it in about three seconds i just parried it it's attack and uh shot a bunch of like fireballs at me or something in like really quick succession i parried like all of them and the thing was dead in like three seconds it, it was ridiculous i i was laughing because it was that dumb uh i was like are you for real that i just fucking destroyed that thing it didn't even like the, the fight just started uh so th- that's kind of where i'm at at that the point with that um combat system as much as i do in, enjoy it it's just gotten to a point where it's too easy and I, i'm feeling like that's okay I'm, I'm just sort of having fun running around opening chests and just doing puzzles and uh and that sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. that sort of thing because the puzzles are enjoyable um you know there's some thinking behind a lot of them there's there's not really a whole lot of new that i'm seeing at this point like i've, I've kind of unlocked all the abilities that i've got every once in a while they'll throw in like a different type of mechanic um at this point, like I've done this one where there are floating cubes, like you hit them and they start floating and then you use those cubes to move around. It's it's very much like the magnetic ability in Zelda. Yep. Um, and you've got to position them in the right places and then use them to traverse across different platforms, like carry them around. And so that's something they've kind of just introduced them. But like, it's not, it's, it's, it's not doing anything that's too hard or, anything that, like i've not seen this before this is crazy like oh um, yeah it's just you know it's just like a good game i'm getting close to the end uh because i've cleared three uh they're sort of split up into different regions and each region has a god that you've got to go and uh like rescue um and i've cleared three of them so i've got one more god left and then i think the main big bad that you're going after um so I guess we see. We see how long I've got. Twenty four hours. Maybe I get there. <laughs> maybe maybe I, I end this podcast and I've got a surprise. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I'm just really surprised at how much fun I'm having with this game. Um, it, it's yep. like like Joe and I said last week. It's not doing a whole lot different that you haven't seen before. It's just like a fun game that it's just enjoyable, um, which is. Like everybody was, there was a lot of comparisons between that and Breath of the Wild and and that sort of thing. And I, 
playing it more now, like you can absolutely see the inspiration from Breath of the Wild, but it's not trying to do that at all. Like there's no lighting things on fire and then using that propagation to do this other thing. Like it's just a, it's just a action combat adventure game. Um, yeah. Which, you know, if if they can take this and turn it into a um, a franchise, maybe people see Ubisoft sees that there's interest behind this, and they come back in five four years and they do something that's a bit more ambitious then that'd be cool um otherwise if they come back in two years it's like oh all right they're just kind of of churning these things out um so yeah i think it's a good stepping stepping uh platform or stone for them to kick off this series um hopefully they go forward with it they sort of do a bit more with it um because yeah it's pretty enjoyable uh the the writing's fun looks great runs great like i like i like the combat the, the sort of essence of the combat a bit too easy as things get going um yeah. but there's cool abilities there's some some fun puzzles in there um things to sort of wrap your head around so yeah it's uh it's, you, it's a game i definitely PC? recommend yeah i'm playing on pc yeah. um but i'm using a controller i'm yep. not using a mouse keyboard some games i'll use a controller on pc other games i'll uh if it's a bit more fast paced like uh, need some more accuracy then I'll use a, a mouse and keyboard like uh, I used mouse and keyboard for Red Dead Redemption on PC oh really oh yeah yeah just for the aiming and stuff um, I guess there's no auto aim but yeah <laughs> you get used to it yeah yeah uh, anyway that's uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising uh, you check that out on I guess everywhere right everyone's got it so yep that's that one um one other game here that I've played a little bit of it's called Call of the Sea Um, this one came out today on uh, it's it's available on Xbox Game Pass at this this stage but if you want to check it out on um, uh, there's a couple other platforms I believe it's on Steam Um, I think it's on no it's not on Playstation it's on uh, Windows Xbox and Xbox. Steam. Yep. Mm. It's available for 20 US on Steam. Otherwise, if you've got Xbox Game Pass, which is fantastic. If you don't have X- Xbox Game Pass, I don't know what you're doing. Definitely get it. It's very good. Um, yeah. It is, it, it's basically an adventure puzzle game. Um, uh, I think when I first saw the initial trailer, I was like, oh yeah, cool. Another Sea of Thieves game. That'll be fun. Uh, this is definitely not anything <laughs> like Sea of Thieves. I think that... Uh, the sort of art style and the fact that they had C in name, I was yeah. like, uh, "Yeah, let's Just put you sign in that mindset." Up. Uh, yeah, um, it ain't like that. It's yeah, first person adventure puzzle game where you're going from very linear sort of uh, hub areas and then uh, solving different puzzles, learning a bit about what's going on, and then going to the next bit, and that's kind of the essence of it. The, the actual yeah, right. story is set up. You're playing as this um, uh, this character named uh, Nora, um, and she is finds herself on this mysterious island where she's gone looking for uh, her husband, who's who, who's disappeared after embarking on this expedition. Um, and you kind of get there and you start learning about the people she was with. Sorry, the people he was with, uh, the things that he sort of discovered. And the things that are sort of going on with her life as well, because 
something she's got a bit of backstory to her um this like weird disease that she's not really sure what it what it is uh and i think that they've gone to that island to sort of discover more about that and figure out exactly what happened and and that so there's a lot of like mystery surrounding it um i haven't played a ton of it i'm like man like two three hours in at this point i don't know how long it is um uh but what i've seen so far um seems pretty cool like i've gotten to the point where there's a lot of looking around at objects in the world and uh she'll like narrate when you pick them up she'll like commentate on them and give you the backstory it could be a picture or uh you'll pick up like a letter and it'll have a, a bit of a journal in there and she'll talk about that and you can read these things but also there's things in the environment you'll pick up and she'll dot, jot down in like her diary and that'll be a bit of a clue as to what the puzzle is in that area you've got to solve and so far the three areas that i've been through um have these overarching main puzzles that you got to try and figure out uh for instance there was these uh like at the very start of the game you're finding these uh um you find this bridge, this mechanical bridge on this island. And it's got a bunch of symbols on there. And you've got to go and find uh, symbols that are sort of spread out throughout this area. And then come back to this bridge. And then figure out like what order these symbols need to go in. And there's stuff around that, that kind of tells you, you know, which which way that, that symbol should be put into into place. And so it's, it's sort of like that sort of stuff. And then like for the next one, there was, um, there's some like... Uh, uh, powering up I like I don't want to give too much stuff away but like powering up uh, certain devices that are around you and tinkering around with with different elements in the environment um, but it like it seems pretty cool because I've gotten to the point where I've I've started like writing notes down on a piece of paper to, to solve some of these puzzles um, because yeah, right. certain things in the environment will connect to something else and uh, you've got to think about it a little bit more but once you start um putting the clues together and then being like oh yeah i kind of see what this thing is trying to tell me uh, that's when it becomes really like oh fuck i smell i feel smart like i'm such <laughs> such a legend um because then you can start joining the dots together and so I, I like i'm the type of person that will write things down and and make things that'll make things a bit bit clearer for me um so yeah that uh, i really dig puzzle games and this seems like a uh, a really cool adventure game like it's not doing stuff that it's not like the witness or anything like that that where yeah. it's like fucking puzzles everywhere or even um uh like a a mortal's phoenix rising or the 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 puzzles in um legend of zelda like it's not like that it's sort of just a very adventure game style puzzles that have been brought into a first person game so i'm having fun with it um obviously if you've got xbox game pass and you like puzzle games with a bit of story behind them definitely check it out um i think it got a nine on ign and that's yeah. where it kind of got me this morning like i saw that review and i was like done sold easy yeah, cool. <laughs> um yeah i'll probably talk about it more next week if i if i get some some time to play it more tonight but i'm having uh, a lot of fun with it i'm just curious to see where this like story goes because i'm very drawn in at this stage so that's called Call of the Sea, and it's out now on uh, Windows and Xbox consoles. All right. Very good. Uh, 
Last game we got here is World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Uh, and both of us have been playing this. Um, you a big yep. Warcraft, World of Warcraft fan? Uh, used to be, used to play a whole lot back in um, old vanilla Burning Crusade days. Um, and I think, like a lot of people, I sort of uh, jump back into every expansion and jump back out again. So, um, but but yeah, for this one, I've uh, I've sort of put a lot more time into it than I normally would. Um, been enjoying it, yeah. Right. Um, how far in are you? Like, what level are you at now? Uh, I'm done. Like, or done? I've hit okay. si sixty. A as done as you can be. Um, I think new content mm -hmm. came out today. But um, yeah. But yeah, hit sixty in the first. Uh, I think second day it was out. <laughs> um, I reviewed the game, so I was sort of. Uh, just Pushing trying through. to smash through everything as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, I think my... I haven't played a ton. I'm still at the first uh, or second area, I guess, after you get to... Uh, is it Bastion? The main the hub? Ouroboros. Uh, what, what's it called? The, the sort of hub world is Ouroboros, and then you move oh, okay. on to Bastion from there. Yeah, okay. So that's where we are at the moment. Um, not too far into it. I think I'm level like 60 one 50. 61 and a half yeah. oh sorry 51 51 and a half um yeah it, it got to a point where that sort of initial tutorial area that i talked about last week um gets things moving sort of sets up the, the premise of who the jailer is and that sort of stuff uh yeah. and then once you leave there and get to that main hub it fucking grinds to a halt like it is story listening to people and yeah, uh, walking around lot. this town, and I reckon you do that for a decent chunk of time, <laughs> like because there's so my... much listening to stuff in this one. Um, it's not yeah. all like I think you were talking about last week. How sometimes they just like make you walk around in the game listening to things, mm. um, which which gets grinding. Um, but then just a lot of cutscenes outside of that. Which you can obviously skip if you want to, but uh, there's there's a lot to take in, a lot of lore. Yeah, absolutely. Because when I usually jump in with my wife, and um, it's not like we play for a long time, like we'll jump in for two hours or something, and we would at that point, and it's like we just jumped into that part, <laughs> and it must have been like half an hour or something. We're like, are we gonna get to fucking fight anything, or are we just gonna listen to people? Yeah. Like talk because <laughs> then you leave that area and then you go to Bastion and you're walking and around again yeah it's more talking <laughs> and they're more like walking around and like they're showing you all these things and you're like bathing and water and getting dressed and I'm like where the fuck are the shit I want to kill yeah. and that doesn't happen um, it's like the start of um, Bioshock Infinite to stretched out for hours and hours where you go through the baptism right. at the start yeah yeah, and so um, that was a little bit frustrating, but we've gone to the point now where we're out, we're in the main map, uh, this new area where we're um, killing things and, and making armor and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it's starting to ramp up a little bit. It just took, man, it just took a while to get to that point, which is a bit frustrating. But how have you found the new leveling system with um, them squishing down the characters? And, and uh, does it feel like you're making... I don't know. Because before it used to be like five levels, right? You do five levels per expansion. Was that how they used to think, do it? 
five to ten. Some had five, some had ten. Um, so yeah, I think this one's I think ten. Like Battle for Azeroth went from one ten to one twenty, I think. And and then they uh, squished everyone back down to fifty to to try and chase sixty again, which I think is the right call because it, it was getting kind of ridiculous. People running around with half a million health and you know doing you know a hundred thousand damage per hit. It's like okay, these are just numbers now. It doesn't doesn't mean anything. Um, so I think mm. do, doing the squish was the right thing. Um, and I think it, it makes the leveling up sort of um, it, it matters more. It feels like you're you're getting places, I guess. But then at the same time, if you're going from fifty to sixty, um, now I've in, I've only done uh, shaman and uh, a bit on a paladin. But there's like you're not really learning anything, any new skills or anything like that. Um, yeah. So in that sense, just new gear. It's yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so it, it's it's better. I think they've they're not quite spaced it out well with this expansion. Like I think I hit level sixty in the second, no third, third area that you get to out of four. Um, yeah. And and yeah, you just there's you can smash through sort of the main quests, uh, and they've certainly done a good job with with showing you you know this is the main storyline quest you know like the the icons have Broken different up. colors and and all that yeah um, but then there's also every area has um, another like four or five hubs with side quests that you can just um, do if you want to, and I think doing that because I was. Um, like I said, reviewing it, I was trying to sort of get as many impressions as I could and um, doing a lot of these side quests. Not all, but but a lot of them. Yeah, I hit I hit level 60 well before I'd finished um, the sort of main storyline, which I feel like that probably could have lined up a bit better because um, then the rest of the campaign was sort of just grinding story content rather than actually... Um, progressing my character uh, right um are they still using the uh the artifact system because no or is that dead right so like you had the um the the heart of azeroth right in the last yeah. one and then before yeah. that there was like weapons of um depending on your spec but that's all gone for now um Right. The heart of Azeroth doesn't even work in um, in Shadowlands because yeah. you're dead. So yeah, uh, that's the thing, right? Is at least the 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 uh, heart of Azeroth or the the artifact system was a means. Like even though you were leveling up and you weren't getting new skills, you were sort of getting modifiers or like buffs to those skills, and so it felt like you were getting something, but. By having that no longer be a thing is kind of weird, because um, in essence you're just leveling up now and just getting better, better gear. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's a weird, a weird decision. I have not played enough yet to sort of get my head around. But does it feel like there's that needs something more there? I think for for the general you know leveling one, uh, fifty to sixty, it's it's fine. You know, they're, they're not doing anything special with that um, sort of journey. But mm. obviously, once you hit 60, you unlock a whole bunch of new um, features. 
Um, I think the main one being Torghast, which is like a it's like a roguelike um, thing where you go through a tower um, and you go on level to level, sort of fighting through um, a bunch of enemies to to get through the last boss, and then it's like yeah, mm -hmm. you've cleared that level and you unlocked maybe some gear and maybe some um, other stuff, which um, for for mine, Torghast was super boring. Uh, I think it seems to um, people have a lot of different opinions um, based on what class they're playing. Uh, and I think going through as a shaman, um, I was I was able to sort of solo everything. Um, it was all pretty easy because I can sort of take a bit of damage. I can heal myself. Um, I've got a, a tank pet uh, for the tougher fights, and um, yeah, I, I was I was really bored with it. Um, whereas I know other people have had heaps of fun, so uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, do you do much like uh, battle battlegrounds PvP stuff or anything like that, or are you just really just playing the story? Um, I've I've sort of touched a bit on PvP um, after I hit sixty, but there's nothing new there yet. Uh, I think today they kicked off like the first season of. of pvp and arena and all that um mm. which i'll probably have a, a little go at i most likely won't be doing the raid i think they've opened up yep the first shadowlands raid today um so I, i've sort of hit that point where i'm i'm kind of done because once you hit max level in any um mmo it turns into a grind you know every every time once the story's finished there's still there's still some story beats here and there. The covenant system um, has been interesting. So like mm. once you hit once you hit sixty, uh, there's four covenants that you've sort of you've gotten to know throughout um, going from area to area in Shadowlands. And then once you get once you finish the campaign, um, you you get to choose one to align yourself with, um, and then you sort of start leveling the covenant up. So you're sort of rebuilding their uh, their base um, in, in whatever world you've chosen to be in. And um, it's been interesting, but again, it's just, it's just more doing the same thing. You wake up in the morning, you go and you do your dailies, and then you get mm. your whatever currency you need. So there's, there's uh, Renown, there's Anima, there's Stygia, there's Soul Ash... Uh, there's some uh, soul remnants or something or other. So you're just constantly trying to farm all these um, all these currencies to use for yeah. leveling up different things. And, and yeah, there's, it's all a bit all a bit samey once you get up there. Hmm. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy it at all? Or yeah, yeah. Like... I, I I actually yeah. I quite liked it. Um, I thought the story was good. Um, mm -hmm. Playing through, I think. Um, like getting to know the few, uh, the the four covenants, it sort of sets up a cool. Um, like when you when you get to make your choice, you sort of you um, you've built that relationship with the the f factions, so you know what they're about. And um, yeah, I I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I think I gave it an eight. Um, yeah. But but yeah, same as same as every expansion. Once you. Once you've sort of exhausted all the content, it's just um, grinding for 
for currencies and reputation and better gear and doing the same things over and over again. So I think I've hit my, my limit with it now. Um, so I'll definitely be taking a break, which coincides nicely with Cyberpunk. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of... Um yeah we'll see I, I think i need to play more of it to sort of get a feel because I, I was really interested in the story like the new area looks pretty cool it's just like well, at least the one i'm in i don't know how different sort of changing up but it's you know it's it's white it's something that's not snow at least <laughs> it's like I'll, uh bastion very, was easily uh, my least favorite area i hated right. bastion i thought it's set up like because you start out with the moor like you said um and which is sort of like the exciting setup for the whole expansion you get the the mm. story and all that um you're the in hell basically dudes yeah and then you go to to bastion where it's like you know oh where everything is white and everyone's angels and all ah, la di da and yeah I, I just i thought it was awful but uh it, it gets better in my opinion anyway yeah cool that's what i want because it's been it's been very slow yeah so um all right. Well, that is um, that's everything we've got. We might we might bump into some news now. Um, speaking of Warcraft, World of Warcraft Shadowlands is now the fastest selling PC game of all time. They shipped three point seven million units in twenty four hours, beating out Diablo three, which was three point five million units in twenty four hours. That's uh that's blizzard beating its its own record which is uh, something they do quite a lot um i, I was kind of surprised at, at how many people i had on my friends list playing well um obviously it's a big game but looks like this one really drew in people to come back and and play it yeah um, were you sort of seeing the same thing across your your list yeah definitely um a lot of people that would normally be playing Warzone, uh, definitely showing up Shadowlands a lot uh, the last few weeks. So, uh, you know, I think I think they were saying Activision or Blizzard that uh, they had they were setting records like before the game was out with pre-sales and uh, so yeah, it's it's been popular. Um, but I think as as always, we'll see how uh, how long people stick around. Once that first yeah, month of subscription sort of ends, uh, I'll see how many people are still left. Yeah. They get the second month of people that forget to cancel. Uh, <laughs> and then it's the, the slow drop-off, like the slow decline, as uh, everybody sort of remembers that, oh, yeah, I need to cancel that. Um, yeah. But, I, I, like, I've had a subscription for freaking ages, so mine's always just running constantly. Um, anyway, that's cool. Like, I'm... <laughs> I wonder if this is just like what they do now because you get to the point where to the blizzard need to make another MMO probably not if they're doing this many units that's that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot of money yeah. um they like do they need another wow style MMO or can they just keep making expansions for this and updating the graphics like the RTX um features that they put in recently is is obviously made things a little bit better for people to have those types of cards but I don't think they need to, 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 because everyone was always waiting for that game, right? And that never came out. It ended up being Overwatch. Um, they took yeah. a lot of the assets from that game and made Overwatch. So, I think they're probably done with an MMO at this stage. Yeah, I think you know, even if the subscriber numbers aren't what they once were, um, you know, this launch has obviously shown that they they will sell the expansion at least, um, and then 
you know, that's that's kind of all they need. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, we've got some film news. Oscar Isaac has been cast as Sold Snake in the upcoming Metal Gear Solid film. Um, he's got a lot on his plate <laughs> the next couple of years, I guess. Uh, Oscar Isaac is working on... Uh, well, he's attached to a bunch of things. He's doing a Disney Plus series with... I think it's Moon Knight. Um, he is attached to this... Uh, solid snake character i think he's doing a tv series somewhere else another film um there's there's a a lot going on right now and i guess the thing is obviously it's it's good casting everybody knows that he's a very talented actor but does this film end up getting made is kind of a different story right we've heard about casting news before and uh and that kind of gets nowhere look how look how long it took the um I don't know, like the Uncharted film to get done. Uh, yeah. At one point, Mark Wahlberg was cast as Nathan Drake, and he's now playing <laughs> Sully like 10 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Is this exciting for you the... at all? Are you a Metal Gear fan? Are you a fan of Oscar Isaac? What, what's happening? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I, I played through the first three, and then it sort of lost me um, with with all the... Was it Revengeance and and Five and they sort of uh, I think the the stories kind of out oh, um, got a bit too big for what I was prepared for um, so yeah. yeah definitely lost me a bit there definitely keen for the movie um, you know I watched that that Kurt Russell one back in the day there was it wasn't called Metal Gear Solid but like he was he was playing Pliskin on a oil rig and yeah um you know so it'll be called see escape, escape they, from new york okay. yeah that's the one um see what they do with it if they ever end up doing anything so i think what kojima's been talking about this movie for 15 years mm. so uh would yeah. it surprise you if kurt russell <laughs> was a character in this film <laughs> he turns up as big boss <laughs> yeah that'd be cool yeah um i guess we have to wait and see right so the director behind well it's attached to this at the moment is the director that did the uh king kong the re the recent kong skull yeah, island skull film, island hmm. which is very good if people haven't seen it um and from what i've what i've heard he's very big into to video games um and he's been trying to get this film made for for a long time now um i think so it was cool hopefully you, you put up a um I think it was an IGN article from last March, I think, where hmm. the Oscar Isaac and some others were doing promo for another movie. And, Triple Frontier. Yeah, and he was asked, you know, what, what video game movie he'd want to do. Yeah. And uh, I think he put his hand up for, for Snake back then, and obviously uh, he got his wish. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, so this was an article. This is an interview in, I think it was 2018? Or was it 2019? I think 19, uh, but... Yeah, uh, Triple Front... Yeah, 2019. Um, so this was a, a Netflix film with Ben Affleck. Um, oh, what's his name? Pedro Pascal, who's the Mandalorian. And uh, Oscar Isaac was in that. And IGN, as a... as a, a It was a group casting uh, interview. He's like, does has anybody got any thoughts on video game movies? Um, and he, yeah, he put his hand up and said, I want to do a 
a Metal Gear Solid film and they asked him like well Kara King said Snake <laughs> um, and that was in yeah like you said March last year and then after that happened the um, the director got in touch with Boss Logic and got him to do up a Oscar Isaac um, Solid Snake image Boss Logic obviously has a lot of geek nerd um, digital yeah. photos and Photoshop stuff and so he put that out there and I think that started the uh, the train rolling after then, like a bunch of people obviously got on board with producing and pieces just fell into place. So yeah, he's been gunning for this role. We've seen that recently with like actors being like, y'all put my hand off for that with like Henry Cavill. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, you know, you've got all these actors now that have grown up playing video games that have want to do something with those characters. So that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, and, and him obviously being a good actor helps a lot so i'm excited to see uh if that comes to the front but i guess we'll wait and see um all right so that's uh metal gear solid film next up we've got PUBG season 10 is introducing a new urban map uh, i think it's called codename at the moment codename haven um yep might have a different name when it comes out um this is after introducing a new map uh last october and this one in particular, uh, some people have been doing some data mining. It will be a duos or one-man duos map featuring 32 players with enemy AI factions um, and lootable parachutes that can be used to jump off buildings that are in the map. Mobots. Uh, this will be, yeah, this will be deploying uh, in the next two days on the test build, on the test server. And um, obviously be changing the direction of PUBG once again because this yeah. sounds very different to what what PUBG's done in the past um, it, it sounds to me very uh, like the moment I hear enemy AI factions I think of like Escape from Tarkov or something like that right yeah yeah I'm not playing that game or... so <laughs> me neither yeah, yeah what we're talking about but does this sound exciting to you? Does this make you want to get back into PUBG? Like, where, where, are you, where are you at? It just sounds like they still have no idea what they want to do or what players want um, from their game. Like, you know, you go back to them putting in Sanok, um, smaller map, faster paced, and it's like it, it sounds good in theory, but it, it wasn't PUBG. And then they kept pushing that with um, the other Karakin, the tiny map. And then they put in Team Deathmatch, and it's just constantly just dragging away from mm. what made PUBG good to begin with. Pa um, Paramo, I think, was the last map, and that was like a 3x3 three three small yeah. map as well. This one is apparently small as well, 32, 32 players. So. Yeah, and meanwhile, I think the eSports, they're still just doing Arangul and Miramar. Um, so it's like you, you have that the professional scene which is playing OG PUBG mm. and then they're wanting the players who are, you know, probably a lot of them are watching PUBG Esports playing an entirely different game. Um, yeah, it, 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 I mean, it, it just doesn't one, track. Right? Yeah. It's weird. It's very strange um, what has happened with this game. It's completely, it's just a different pace. Like, it seems like they're chasing at this stage, they're chasing like the Call of Duty or, or like other hot games at the time like oh escape from tarkov's gotten really popular what can we yeah. do 
and so they go and like run after that let's put enemy ai's in obviously they put ai uh, bots in recently once the player base started to tank and they were having all those matchmaking issues but now they're like how can we yeah. turn that into something that's not like just bots running around like have them engage players and and hunt them i mean they're saying that they will be hunting players but which is kind of what uh escape from tarkov does right but yeah you end up with a situation where how good is this ai gonna be because they were pretty garbage when they put them in <laughs> to the main game they so. were woeful um yeah so is is it like it's still a battle royale this new thing like you're still fighting to be last one standing as far as i'm aware yeah, yeah. it's still 32 players it's smaller um trying to be the last one going i don't know if every building is going to be accessible or like what is going on because they did release a trailer today and it's got like the dude jumping off a building and then parachuting and landing and then it zooms yeah. out and there's like a bunch of buildings everywhere. So I don't know if it's going to be like every building is accessible or if it's the Merrimah thing where some buildings you can go into and other ones you can't or like... I, yeah, but, but they'd, I, they'd have to do like some sort of Karakin solution where like the buildings <clears throat> will blow up, you know, because otherwise it's just going to be however tiny the map is of people sitting in buildings camping right um, yeah so exactly yeah. and that's um we'll see what they do yeah that's not good because you end up with situations where it's like oh we've got to move out of the circle and it's just people running from building to building um like no open spaces or anything like that yeah it becomes a, a problem so i don't know man i i just don't uh, i don't think this is something that's gonna draw me back in at least to check it out but we'll see we'll see what the group <laughs> the group does yeah um, yeah all right uh moving on we've got after joining the studio in 2017 general manager of bioware casey hudson is leaving along with mark dara the executive producer on the upcoming dragon age game uh this is kind of big because obviously casey hudson was uh a prominent figure on those old school mass effect games um and star wars knights of the old republic um, he was the game director on all of those games. Maybe yeah. not Mass Effect 3. Let me just check. I'm checking real quickly. Yeah, he was. He was a game director on Mass Effect 3. So all, all three of the Mass Effect games, um, Star Wars, Knights of the Republic, obviously uh, left and then came back. Um, he's been there for a couple of years. He's been working on possibly this Dragon Age game and, and maybe this new Mass Effect game that is floating around, but now he's, he's out he's gone um is this a big deal do you think or is it a case of you know that there's leader the leadership the guy at the top of the, the sort of stack is gone but there's people below that are still churning away yeah i think i think we saw this with halo infinite right um yeah that you know a, a while into production all of a sudden the uh, the leadership team was sort of phased out um and i guess you know it, it's it's Hard to say for certain, but just reading their um, their sort of goodbye statements, uh, there was a lot of you know making way for for the new um, the new crew to sort of take over, and it's hard to hard to not read that as you know our ideas were no longer matching up with what um, EA wanted. Right. Um, and I think, you know, Bioware and EA have obviously been at loggerheads before. Uh, we saw with Anthem, 
and uh, yeah, it's, it it's it just seems like it's the beginning or continuation, if you will, of the end for for Bioware as we know it, right? Um, which which makes it interesting for the coming Mass Effect game, right? And Dragon Age for that matter, right? I, I think that's yeah, that's an interesting point of like, um, I, I think you can kind of read it two ways: is that either Casey Hudson and Mark were uh, as a cre- as a general manager of the studio and the uh, and an executive producer of these games, either their vision wasn't being um, taken to the fullest by EA, and and there was a lot of conflict of interest there, or EA wasn't happy with whatever they were working on, and then they were meant like let go. So I think yeah. that that's the only two things. Like you don't have both of these guys bail at the same time. For no, no, there's no, one. <laughs> no reason. It's like wake um, up one morning. Oh, I'm done being in charge of all of this now. Two of them at the same time. So uh, mm. yeah. So I think there's obviously something going on there. Either they are not happy with the things that EA uh, wants them to do, or it's the other way around. EA is not happy with whatever they're doing. It's uh, on those games. So um, I guess we'll wait and see because. Coming up this week is the Video Game Awards, and they will be revealing some Dragon Age footage, or at least yes. something Dragon Age related, at, uh, at this event. Yeah, which they've they've done that before, right? They've revealed Dragon Age 4 stuff, and it's like a, a two-second clip of a door, or... So right. uh, I, I'm, I'm not too excited, but, uh, you know, it could be, could be an actual game reveal. Could be. Yeah, we might see some gameplay, um, which would be would be cool. But I'm not holding my breath. Um, continue on from the VGAs or the Game Awards, the Game Awards. The game yeah, awards. not the VGAs. <laughs> um, the TGAs. Uh, we got some presenters that have been announced: Christopher Nolan, Tom Holland, Brie Larson, Gal Gadot, Stephen A. Smith. For some fucking reason, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Reggie Fils-Aimé. And um, a handful of other people. Obviously, that's some some big names there. Some of them I don't know what they're doing there. I I, I don't care about Chris Nolan anymore. He's a, I think he's a big dead. Um, but you know the rest of them: Tom Holland, Brie Larson, Gal Gadot. That's that's interesting. Uh, obviously, not in the video game space. I guess apart from Brie Larson, who has a YouTube channel who's done video game stuff on there before. But this is more yeah. like Hollywood stuff. Um, Gal Gadot's there for promoting wonder woman obviously uh tom holland Maybe is there because... of imagine <laughs> i think tom holland is there for a, a uncharted trailer drop that would not surprise me uh brie yep. larson i have no idea i think she's just there because she likes video games uh chris nolan's an interesting one is that for tenant on 4k or something else like is he oh. attached to a game now he, well he he did stuff with Fortnite, right so I guess there's that link. He did. Um, but but do you get him in to be like, hey, we've got something but, else to announce? Like, is he working? Is he working on a game, producing a game, got a, a team on it, or is it, or is it just for Tenet? Isn't it 4K and digital? Isn't the Game Awards just a chance for Jeff Keighley to show off his uh, powerful friends? <laughs> it, <laughs> right. It, yeah. Maybe. It definitely seems like he he gets people in for whatever reason and often it they don't know why they're there and we don't know yeah. either um, what if that's it's just what it seems uh, like kojima's me. next game and all these people are in it oh well um 
that'll be that'll be something, I guess. He's working on a horror yeah. thing, isn't he? I mean, are we going to find out? Yeah. Do you think we'll find out? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Speculation time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, the other thing that we 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 learned about is PUBG's uh, studio striking distance is going to be revealing their new game, which is headed by Glenn Schofields, who um, who previously was on Dead Space. Dead Space. Um, he left EA and went and worked on a bunch of Call of Duty games. I'm pretty sure Joe's interviewed him uh, a bunch, but he was a studio head on like uh, some of the Modern Warfare games. Um, I think like three Call of Duty games, and then he's gone over to this PUBG studio in uh, it's in San Francisco somewhere. Um, so yeah, we're going to see whatever he's working on. Um, as far as I'm aware, that is something that is tied to the PUBG universe. Uh, so that could be interesting. Yeah, it was going to be their sort of lore-heavy side of everything, right? They were going to tell yeah. the, the PUBG stories. Right, yeah. So uh, that should be cool to see. Um, any other predictions? Obviously, we're probably going to see stuff out from Sony and, and uh, like and, and Microsoft, but is this like the time for Elden Ring, do you think? They come out? Surely they swing not. It? We're never going to see Elden Ring. No, um, I mean that's a Sony thing, sure. right? Or is that a? I, I don't thing? think I don't think there's any exclusivity for that one. Oh, okay, so maybe it's just a he comes out. They generally come out like we've not seen anything from soft, from software in a while. I feel like it's got to be this has to be it, surely. Well, you know that's what <laughs> and it's coming out in March. What? Yeah, yeah, it's coming be, out in March next year. That'd be yeah. insane. Um, yeah. No, I think they they went out and tweeted recently, right? That um, Elden Ring is definitely still a thing. Yeah, I think because um, they were talking about Demon Souls and and how you know cool that it was doing well. And uh, don't worry, Elden Ring is still on the table. We haven't forgotten you. But but yeah, um, they're definitely a studio that won't won't say much until they're ready i suppose so mm. we're waiting and seeing um, is there anything else you're excited for out of that um uh, i think i think there's going to be a new among us map revealed yeah. which uh among us is still you know still one of the games that i um enjoy playing even if it doesn't happen much because getting 10 people in a group is is next to impossible so um you know that'll be that'll be good. Otherwise, I've not really, not really kept track of, of what's happening. So uh, just wait and see. Hmm. Cool. Um. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, there, there, there's usually big announcements at this thing. So, uh, and it being, like, they they announced the Xbox last year. Yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> Game Awards has it's gotten pretty big. Um. So I mean, like, there's nothing. If they came out and did something else with Microsoft, it wouldn't surprise me. If, whether it's something um, Bethesda-related or something like one of their new studios that they bought, and they come out and they're like, "Hey, this is what we're working on," that wouldn't surprise me at all. So maybe we'll a, see yeah, some. Should be um, a good show. Avowed the the Obsidian new RPG. Yeah, maybe. I guess we'll we'll see. Yep. Um, it's still an interesting day to have it on Cyberpunk release day yeah battling up against that is a bold decision obviously that wasn't their fault that was 
just because games got moved around. But yeah, um, I think it's still going to smash records and all that sort of stuff because it's such a, a a big event. Um, anyway, that's the news. That's that's everything there. We've got um, I believe we have a stack of questions though, which oh cool. Is usually quite annoying because I've got to read them off my phone because uh, I'm using my PC to record everything and I can't bring it up. So I've got to go through and find all of them. Um, let me go here. This first one comes in from Jorby. I think his name oh, is. Friend of the show. Jorby. It says, Hey Luke and Kleb, great episode. Oh, that He's being sarcastic. Which is... <laughs> Uh, we're still recording. Like that episode of The Sopranos where it's just Paulie and Christopher out in the woods and they don't want Tony to find out what happened because he'll be fucking pissed. <laughs> Pretty sure it was directed by Steve Buscemi, generally regarded as one of the best. Uh, okay, so maybe... I'm still not sure. He could I, be taking I, the I piss. I don't know this episode, so... I, I no, just I assume that Joe is taking the piss. Never watched The, the Sopranos. Uh, we'll listen to this show. Anyway, Luke, can you ask Cleb if my dad being hospitalized... What? I missed all this. That's no good, Job. Uh, was the exact opportunity he needed to finally overtake my Demon Souls trophy score, or does he have another flimsier excuse? Yeah, obviously. Obviously. I think he, he said something to me about you know, that he was coming up to, to Queensland to, to see his dad. Um, I don't mm. know any of the um, any of the uh, circumstances around that, but so, you know, all the best, Job. Uh, as, aside from that, I definitely, uh, you know, it was the um, talk of the podcast, whenever that was, that, um, that Job had overtaken me and won the bet uh, that, that sort of pushed me to download all 60 70 gigabytes of the game again and uh and beat him you know the fact that he's not at his uh, ps5 to to do anything about it I'll, I'll take that as a plus added bonus yep um do you think he's going to come back now and try and beat beat your score or is it too late like at what time do you platinum this is the first one to platinum and that's it it's done I don't think either of us are going to platinum because the last three trophies I've left are like collect all the rings, all the magic and all the miracles. And that requires, I'm pretty sure, at least a few playthroughs. So you're probably yeah. into New Game Plus Plus maybe. Um, and I just, I don't have that in me. And I don't know that Joe has either. So uh, it could just be that um, he... He finishes off the last. I think I'm two ahead of him. Uh, yeah, could be that he just finishes. What, what up if there. you start Cyberpunk trophies? Because you got, I think, you're a head start <laughs> on him. Yep. Uh, well, I I might I might get a uh, a head start, but I definitely think he's gonna he's gonna be playing it a lot more than me in the coming weeks. So I won't start that one. Won't start that battle. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. Good question, Job. Um, this next one comes in from Dr. E3 Money, a boy Drew. He says, why can't Ubisoft let go of the assassin bit of Assassin's Creed? We've had three very good to outstanding titles in a row across three different historical eras slash settings. 
can't they just rebrand to historical action game or Ubisoft presents something something? Just put one out every 18 to 2 years. Who wouldn't play Genghis Khan or Aztecs or Shaka Zulu? Focus on telling a story wholly relevant to the era and forget this animus, ancients, as assassins put uh, bullshit. Uh, he then says, wouldn't you rather play a Ubisoft game? Sorry, wouldn't you rather play that Ubisoft game rather than the next Assassin's Creed game? Um, I'm just sort of skimming through here. Uh, it says, yes, yeah, side note, because <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was in the question. Uh, side note, if only they hadn't fucked it fucked it back in the day and it actually continued the story as it seemed to be going desmond learning to become an assassin and fighting the templars in that future i was so primed for uh they killed it trying to stretch it out uh, with brotherhood that or patrice leaving lost all the semblance of, of coherent direction of that story between inside the animus and out um, so yeah a couple questions there uh, i think this is something we've talked about a few times now um especially on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which you haven't played yet. But to me, it feels very like this didn't need to be an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, I'm not feeling the... When I think about Assassin's Creed, it's a lot of like stealth action, um, running around, hiding in bushes, climbing rooftops and that sort of stuff. There's not any of that in there. You can definitely do it. But the focus of the game is kicking the shit out of everybody calling in raids and getting everybody on your long ships to to come in and uh loot and pillage all these villages and that seems to be the big focus of it as opposed to a stealth assassin's creed game and so i wasn't sure why like i think the assassin's creed name is sort of just becoming the brand name now it's similar to um uh as much as i really enjoyed it like black flag like having pirates in there was super interesting, but did it need to be an Assassin's Creed game? And I think we've got to yeah. that point now where Drew's sort of right. Why not just have it be Ubisoft Presents and it's Valhalla, right? And it's a yep. very similar style Assassin's Creed game uh, or, or Assassin's Creed world format, but they're different games that don't need to incorporate the Animus stuff or any of the outside world buildings things that are going on um what are your thoughts on that uh, i think it's going to be hard for them to to give up on the assassin's creed um series because obviously the the name sells um yeah i don't think an immortals phoenix rising is ever going to sell as well as assassin's creed valhalla um you know mm. you see see it every year with call of duty they're, they're knocking it out of the park just on account of it being Call of Duty. I think if, if Activision put out Activision Presents, um, you know, whatever, it, it's never going to sell as well. Um, and that's that's probably where Ubisoft is sitting. They're not prepared to to give up on the sales that I think the Assassin's Creed name still brings in, even though they've gone really far away from um, what the series started out as. Yeah, because um, obviously th there's this kind of... I don't know, like a split between the things people wanted that series. Like there's a bunch of people that really liked the Desmond storyline and where that was going. Like Drew kind of pointed out, it seemed like they were being like that character of Desmond was in the animus and he was learning about all these uh, things that went on in the past. But while that was happening, he was also gaining like abilities and things he could use in the real world. 
And so it did feel yeah. like they were building towards a futuristic a modern day running yeah. around. You're now Desmond in this Assassin's Creed game. Um, that all disappeared. And it went from these trilogy of games to playing as Altier and that sort of stuff to now every time there's a new Assassin's Creed game, it's a brand new character, brand new world, uh, historical age. And there are the animus characters or the people in the background that sort of you see every once in a while, but it's not really a focal point of it. Um, so people don't like that stuff. But I, I, I kind of dug all that storytelling that they were doing in there. But uh, yeah, it's a kind of weird way to approach it. I think they've got themselves in a in a in a, in a spot where they can't call it. You like people joke about it, like oh, it's another Ubisoft game, like because that's what they're known for now. Yep. The very similar style types of games. Um, so yeah, I think the Assassin's Creed game, sorry, Creed name is just too, it's too big at this point. Like it just, it just sells. Yeah. Um. Anyway, good question, Drew. Thanks for that. Drew keeps on writing. He sent another email question yesterday. Oh, what are you doing, Drew? It says here, are you guys doing a Game of the Decade podcast? It might be a good idea early on in the new year to get Nate or another guest on. I'll blow it out over a couple of weeks even. Record all at once, split it over a couple of weeks, give yourselves another week off. For me, it's Grand Theft Auto V, Red Dead Redemption 2. Might take some elements further and have more and have a more poignant story. Uh, but minute to minute GTA and its world, it's just a more fun place to be. It may have the best driving model ever. It's still funny. It's multiplayer is somehow still going strong. Oh, and we should probably try the new heist after Christmas. Uh, what are other... Sorry, what other... What are other... Your, I think it's supposed to be what are your other contenders. You wrote other hits-wise. Um, I, uh, I'd have to talk about that with Joe. Game of the decade. Because I guess, yeah, it's kind of... End of the decade. Um, should we do a, a, a game of the decade podcast? You think, Club? What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, definitely. Um, I think we're, we're already one year into a new decade, though, right? So, right. Are, are you are you one year late, or how do is you how do you generation? view a decade? Is it is it eleven till twenty, or is it ten till nineteen? What's a decade for you, uh, Luke? I don't have a I don't have a thought on that. I feel like it could be it could be ten to nineteen because the twenty that, is that's the I'm start. Yeah, yeah. But maybe game of the generation podcast. Yeah, definitely. And you look definitely. at PlayStation, but then GTA is not on that list, is it? Is it GTA Five? Was that this generation or the last? I think it was last. It, it, came, it came out PS3. Xbox 360 first. Oh, yeah, right? it came on PlayStation 3. Yeah, we're. That was seven years ago, though. Fucking hell. Mm. All right. And it's still going to be out this generation. Every year, yeah. churning out. I guess it was a PlayStation 4 game. Um. All right. It's, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I'll talk about that one to Joe, but I, I don't know about other contenders. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 for me is, is one of the. Um, I think we're we're getting to this point where there's interesting discussions happening between cyberpunk, right, and people talking about how yeah it's an RPG but it's not really doing anything new, right, other than 
we've, we've seen how good CD Projekt is with storytelling, and that's what they're doing in this game. And storytelling is amazing, but gameplay-wise, not a whole lot new. And that, that's kind of what Witcher was, right? Like, a lot of the gameplay yep. you saw of that game was in their previous games, but they really ramped up the story, brought it into a bigger scale. Um, and what, what Rockstar has done with Red Dead is really, like, I feel like changed the way we look at open-world sort of storytelling and and how those games are can can be told um that's the one for me that really stands out do you have anything in mind that is your sort of game of the generation is it like a, a dark souls or Bloodborne? Oh, i'll always come back to bloodborne PUBG. oh that's a good PUBG one is a good one i feel like yeah it, um looking looking at what i guess influenced the um the games industry as a whole um, PUBG probably. Um, it's probably PUBG. Yeah, yeah, huge. Go out, with, um, sort of kicked off that battle royale genre. Um, I yeah. guess you, you can say the same thing about something like Dark Souls, but that's obviously going further back. So, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what Judd thinks. Maybe we end up doing something to fill out some spare time. Um, all right. Thanks for that. Two questions, Drew. Next up, we've got Johnny Bravo. Could PUBG win best and worst game of the decade? I mean, he's answering some of these questions. Um, that yeah, that could be correct. Yes, I think he's onto something there. Yeah, best start, worst finish. Um, I think it got our shit the bed award last year and our game of the year awards. I think we started a brand new category for it, uh, and it, it might win every year. Yeah, oh. I just don't know. Let's see. We talked about it. Right. Uh, thanks, JB. Uh, next up, uh, Jor- Jorby writes again. He's back. It says, Drew, stop asking questions when I won't be on this week. <laughs> That's not a question. All right. And then Jobby JB chimes back in. He says, uh, hey, Luke, and Job replacement, which is Cleb, <laughs> says, Job 2. <laughs> Job 2, okay. That's you. Uh, if you will, or Job Jr., I'll take. Um, Do you like? I'll take Junior. I think you know he's got he's got what five or six years on me, so uh, I'll do Junior. Yeah. Uh, it says the kids can call you Jojo. <laughs> Not sure about that one. Yeah, no. Uh, it's largely agreed that SSDs was the biggest evolution in PC gaming in the last decade. What do you think will be the thing that evolves gaming in the next ten years? Oof. Any thoughts, Club? Oh. No. Um, no. I guess. I guess once the uh, once the games load super quickly, it's all about how they yeah. look. I suppose we're seeing you know RTX becoming more prevalent in games. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you reckon? I think. Well, I, I think it's. Uh, yes, he makes a good point about SSDs on PC. But it's the SSDs on consoles that are going to be the biggest change because um, you, you've had game development having to hold like the hand of consoles over the last decades, right? Yeah. Um, and so even though PCs were, were able to do all this stuff, now that we're in a spot where SSDs are the standard, uh, you're going to get such quicker gains and they'll be able to do more things with them because that technology is now there 
Uh, so yeah, I think SSDs over the next 10 years is what is going to bring consoles to all games forward so much. Like we're not going to see a new console for another like eight years, right? So this is what we're, we're stuck with for the next decade. Um, yeah. And so that's going to be one of the biggest factors. And then on top of that, as much as I've said ray tracing is such a big game changer in terms of how games look, it will. But going forward, we're gonna we're still going to be seeing performance hits on those games and choosing whether or not we want something to look good or we want something to run smooth. Um, yeah. And then once people really get their hands on it, because there's still not a lot of games that use ray tracing or the RTX features or whatever you want to call them. Um, once they understand how to use that stuff properly, it's going to take them a couple of years. Like we're not going to see that instantly. Uh, from from what I'm hearing, Cyberpunk is maybe one of the best implementations of ray tracing. They've obviously been working with Nvidia for a long time yeah. on this, so wouldn't surprise me. It looks really good. Um, so we'll definitely get to a point where developers are taking advantage of that stuff. It's just how it runs on those consoles is is going to be a big thing, and, and also PC. Uh, Cyberpunk apparently does not run crash hot at the moment um, <laughs> using all of those features you're going to have to really have a beefy PC so I guess we'll see um, the other thing that I think will be interesting is the implementation of ray tracing and using that to to introduce different game elements because we've seen um, ray tracing be used for reflections and shadows and changing elements of lighting but they're now looking at how ray tracing can uh sort of be used in different ways to affect other areas and aspects of the game uh, and so that's something i think we'll see in the next couple of years but i don't know how much that's actually going to change stuff um yeah it might be just small um yeah so i don't know man we'll um i still think the ssd is the big one in that in that list like of, of technology that has sort of come forward yeah it's it's going to be ssds it'll really still be pr- the thing. propel yeah. the medium um yeah that's uh jb chiming in with some good questions i think that was the last one let me just quickly check i closed the app it was that was today a couple hours ago so thanks for that jb just got appreciate in. it Oh, that was um, that was the show. We can uh, wrap things up. Unless you got anything else you want to add? Any any other thoughts before you? No, I, I think no. I think that was probably it. Cool. Um, the Gap. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts from. We're on there. Please rate and review the show. Uh, helps other people find us. The Gap, the GA Podcast. That's where you'll find us at. Uh, you can email us at gapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, we've got a bunch of channels in there you can leave your thoughts on. Um, or you can play games with other people. Club's in there most of the time. Moderating. Um, that's what he does. That's what he's paying for. Uh, not really. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> Still waiting on that check. So that's a G- the GA Podcast slash Discord. Um, you can go to our YouTube page, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. You can watch the podcast in video form. Uh, we generally try to chuck up some stuff on there while we're chatting away uh this week i'll try and put up some uh call of the sea game footage nice. um, i might have got some shadowlands but i can't really remember and I, I think i've got some immortals phoenix rising that i put in there last week um 
so we'll we'll see what's going on but you can also you can watch us on video if you'd like to uh you can also go to our social media fa- page twitter.com slash the ga podcast uh we're also on facebook.com slash the ga podcast you can go to our website gapodcast.com you can check out all the past episodes of this show or you can uh, find those links to everything we just talked about and uh that is all thanks to our patreon members who help this show keep running and uh keep the podcast going if you'd like to support the show go to patreon.com slash the ga podcast become a monthly subscriber get the podcast usually a day early i think t- this week might be two days early because um, hey. we're recording uh, on a different day uh but thank you everyone does it every month we greatly appreciate your support helps us keep uh paying bills around here which is uh quite expensive because we crash the website when we don't pay bills <laughs> uh, when we pay bills we still crash the fucking website there's so many people listening to this thing it's nuts oh. anyway thank thank you everyone does that um cleb andreas <laughs> where can people find you on the internet uh people can find me on twitter uh slash a kelbo uh, misspelling of my own name there um yeah I, if- I i nearly fucked that up on my thing here because i spelt it how i thought it would be and then i looked it up and i was like what the fuck <laughs> like is he an idiot <laughs> I think I think I joined Twitter back when it was not quite a thing yet, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to be associated with with having that account, and uh, it yeah. just stuck. So, uh, can you not so change me. it? I probably could, but at this point, you know, it's been so long. Yeah, it's too it's late there now. It's too late. Um, just, it's probably easier just to change your last name or something. Yeah, that's right. Maybe that'll be the next <laughs> thing. Uh, other than that, if you do read Norwegian, go to. Uh, gamer.no i'm sure all the uh this this little plug will bring in all new traffic from australia um a lot of a oh, yeah. lot of norwegian speaking people listening to the podcast i'm sure i've um i think you can actually go to that site and press translate and it'll actually translate it for you on on chrome uh, yeah. so you can read your stuff because I've, I've, I've definitely looked at it in the past um yeah. what are you listed is, is it your name or is it cleb on there what is it what are you going by Oh, on there, uh, my name. Um, I'm oh. like, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, you'll see uh, my beautiful face, and you can read oh, everything I've excellent. done. Awesome, um, cool. All right, you can find me at twitter.com/slash Luke Laurie L A W R A, or you can go to survivor.com. Um, I think we've got some game of the year stuff starting in the next within the next week, um, so you can go check out all the awards that will be given out then because i've already voted on a lot of my stuff um so you can go to that and check out steve's new fancy uh up- updated website uh, otherwise you can um yeah just check me out on the internet somewhere i don't know i'm, I'm around yeah. that's it cleb thank you so much for filling in for job thanks um, for having me on less less yelling this week which yeah. is <laughs> a change right you, you gotta get angry or something i don't know that's yeah. what the people want Need to get swearing in there. Yeah. I'll let the team. I know, no C bombs this week. <laughs> Yet. It's still time. Um, yeah, really appreciate you coming on because uh, um, it's the first time. First time ever. We haven't had a guest on here for a while other than Nate. Nate drops in like at the end of the year and then he disappears. We, we put him back in the hibernation. Yep. Because uh, he's like a giant bear <laughs> and we get him out. So we'll probably wheel him out in a couple of weeks. Um, in like two more weeks we'll see what he's been up to yeah, uh, he'll probably tell us about all the games he's been playing and that'll take 
maybe 13 hours um so yeah really really appreciate you coming on um filling in the shubes 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 for jobs <laughs> and uh yeah good fun thanks thanks for yeah, coming around, see you everyone thank else. you see you next week